Okay. The math is simple. You date a fraternity boy, you get to stay. Who's gonna date me? Hello? <gasps> Meet Rigo Fabian. Oh. He's so lovable. The marijuana diffuses his bloodlust urges. Bite. You just can't let them leave the house. Ah. Oh, shoot! I know how to cure the zombie virus. Are you sure it's going to work? Oh, dear. We have to stop the zombies! I can only handle one college crisis at a time. I think it's time you got a facelift. Brand new episode of From Parts Unknown, Cinema Geekly's Strange Journey Through the Depths of Netflix. Uh, it's Anthony Lewis here, and I've got Glenn Bove with me. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. You? I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. How are the eardrums doing after all of that yelling and screaming off air? <laughs> no, it's it's fine. They're, they're solid. Fine. Yeah, they're solid until Ace breaks in, which is okay. We. I, I'd like to hear his opinions on this film as well. Uh, it'll probably be, why aren't you petting me? And <laughs> Food, can, yeah. Can I get in front of you while you're playing a video game? Like His favorite thing to do like, is to stand in front of our TV when you're playing something because he is not getting pet. Because so. he's a dick? He's yeah. Guy, yeah. Where's my attention? Fuck your video games. But there's a reason Fuck why he is called Acehole. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I, I just assumed all dogs say bacon strips uh, based off of commercials. They've taught me everything I know about animals. So I'm just, they don't. Your dog doesn't say bacon strips. Uh, also joining us, uh, Aurora Bubaloo, how are you doing? Well, I, I, my life has changed thanks to this movie. So, oh, has it? Are, yeah. you, are you now getting divorced? Or <laughs> no, Damn. it has changed for the better. Oh, really? <laughs> No, I, I I don't know if my sarcasm comes through, but no, I'm not happy that I saw this movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I mean, things things did improve for you. You got that job, right? So that's I awesome. did, I did. Yeah. Are you, fu- are you fully moved into uh, into the Illinois? I'm partially moved. Some some of my stuff is still in Indiana, but wow. I'll eventually get to take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a shame you've you've moved out of the Hoosier State because we've in the in the mailbag because we're going to do a mailbag episode for the next regular podcast and I mm-hmm. think we got somebody from Indiana. Oh, I really? Think yeah, South South Bend's in Indiana, yeah. Yes. Okay, yes. and we got somebody from Indiana, barely, but yeah, it's in there. Yeah, it's really close <laughs> to Michigan, I think, uh, actually. So, uh, yeah. Well, well, congratulations on the partial move and the new job. I hope. Thank everybody- you. I hope everything's going good. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm sorry to have ruined this happy time in your life <laughs> by insisting that we sit down and watch the 2014 quote unquote comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, big ass air quotes for the genre that they place this film in uh, called the co-ed and the zombie stoner from the fine folks that brought us Sharknado. Uh, boy, oh boy, did this movie make Sharknado look like Casablanca. It was just, yeah. holy cow. <laughs> I don't know. Glenn, do you think this is like a passion project from the people who made Sharknado? Is this like something they've just been dreaming up since the night before? <laughs> yeah, a wet dream they thought of the night before. <laughs> Possibly. Um, outside of us talking about this movie, I've also lined up some reviews from the people on IMDb as well. <laughs> oh, great. Is it is one of them from uh, that guy we can't mention because of... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who writes tons and tons of reviews, including reviews that are clearly for softcore pornography. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like he, he should have one for this. <laughs> I uh well of course my thing is searching always searching for uh I only do this for like the worst of the worst and I'm trying to find reviews that are glowing reviews for movies that we could barely make it all the way through. Mm-hmm. Uh now I don't know if you guys remember the first conversation I had with you after having watched this. Uh <laughs> I believe I it was something along the lines of I watched it last night and I woke up this morning and couldn't remember anything. <laughs> yep. That has only happened to me once in my life beforehand, and it was when a bunch of friends and I, on a whim, uh, decided to go watch Dude, Where's My Car in a movie Oh, yeah. And (laughs) this wasn't quite as bad as Dude, Where's My Car, because I, my friend will remind, like, reminds me almost to this day that when we walked out of the theater on the way back to the car, I looked at him and said, I don't remember anything that just happened. <laughs> so I, I want to ride on that one, daddy. That's yeah. all I remember. <laughs> um, Is that like a defense mechanism? Like your brain just blocks it out? I think so, yeah. Like, it, I think literally my eyes and ears just opened to some other dimension where the, <laughs> the images and the sounds, I absorbed them, but then they went into like, some parallel universe where somewhere there is a me that remembers everything from that movie. Now has to absorb all the awful memories. Yes. You know, uh, that would be a better movie than this co-ed movie. When those memories come back to you and hit you, right? It's going to be a bad day. Yeah. I mean, one day I'm going to be in therapy one day and the therapist will have accidentally awoken the memories. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, Why are you crying so much right now? I just, (laughs) It's this fucking movie I remember. Ashton <laughs> Kutcher has a career, and I remember where it started. Yes, that's right. Uh, no, this movie wasn't quite as bad. I just woke up the next morning not remembering anything. So, uh, like a brave soldier, I watched it a second time. Uh, and I still don't remember anything about this movie. Uh, I remember some things. I, I, I recall... That there was much more nudity in this film than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, I was expecting some because even though you guys weren't exactly sure if there if there was some, and there was some, mm-hmm. uh, there was more than I kind of expected. Um, that didn't shock me in the least. What what really did surprise me is for something that comes from the Sharknado people, I expected like I didn't expect the the jokes to hit or anything mm-hmm. like that. I just expected it to be bad enough. To where I laughed at it, like with Sharknado. 
-hmm. And that did not happen here. This was just so bad. I sort of sat there with crossed arms and a grumpy face, (laughs) like staring at the screen, waiting for this to get over with. It was incredible. Um, Glenn, do you remember enough of the plot to kind of give us an outline of what happened in this movie? Uh, yeah, I can, I can go off of memory of what happened. Sure. Uh, let's Maybe see. Maybe jog some memories for me here. Yeah, no, well, like, what, it starts with a bunch of zombies uh, chasing some nude girls to a sorority house that's never established as a sorority house. Some kind of sorority mansion. Yeah. 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 And I don't know why they call her a co- oh, anyway, we'll talk about that later. Sure. Um... So they, yeah, they get into some kind of mansion that was paid for by her grandfather. I can't remember if it's that or her tits were paid for by her grandfather. One of those two. Uh, so they're there, and then it goes to 28 days before mm-hmm. all of this happened, of course. Which I took to took as some sort of joke about 28 days later or something yeah. like that that they were trying to make. Probably mm-hmm. the first of many jokes that I did not laugh at. <laughs> yeah, and it shows this uh, nerdy girl. Well, this girl who can talk and is attractive but puts on glasses and is all of a sudden supposed to be um, nerdy and awkward and not attractive anymore. Mm-hmm. And she is trying to make a the perfect jello shot. Yeah. And of course, she just says a bunch As of science. As unpopular girls do. Yeah, a <laughs> bunch of science stuff that I wasn't really paying attention to it. I didn't really care if they did their homework right or not. They did not. Um, they later did not. on. Later on, most of those did not make any sense. I know that. Uh, And so she goes to this party, and her boyfriend is breaking up with her while being surrounded by bubbles and is, of course, getting a blowjob by one of her sisters, sorority sisters. And and so they leave this party. The old lady professor, who was apparently one of two professors that works at this place, uh, you know, confronts her and stuff like that. It's like, oh, you know, loser. So she leaves, and then she goes back to the lab and meets a, the zombie stoner. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's basically it. That's people do. <laughs> and it turns into 500 Days of Summer for the middle part. <laughs> that's right. And, and she falls in love with the zombie. She's not at yeah. all. She's not at all freaked out by this man. Yeah, and the reason why he doesn't eat people is because he is so baked, it calms his cravings of eating flesh. Yeah. Human flesh. He's just happy with Doritos or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Um, and then they, and of course, um, he get you know, she's going to lose her spot in the a... sorority, so she has to date a guy or have a boyfriend who is in a fraternity. Yes. So they get the zombie stoner put into a fraternity through, again, another set of montages. And he becomes one of their great pals there mm-hmm. by knowing and understanding their mannerisms of what's happening. But apparently doesn't know English at the end of the movie and doesn't know what anybody has been telling him. But he has been getting around just fine by uh, oh, oh yes. <laughs> zero like amounts of body language and sign language and saying what things are happening around him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is just straight up dialogue. Uh but somehow they decided at the end, which is, it seems like this movie was written like Casablanca, like it was written as they were filming. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, yes. so that they could insert that last bit at the end of of how he uh, he doesn't know English, and she, as smart as she is, can never learn French, and she won't be yeah. with him. 
yeah. And even whenever he is going to be put into a TARDIS, I mean time capsule, yes, uh, <laughs> zombie machine, and zombie be machine. dispersed on everybody. So that the that's the, how he became a zombie. Yes, yes. But if he, he built, does it again, he couldn't handle it. They built a zombie machine. That's what they call it. They built something to purposefully turn people into. They zombies. built a shower into a water heater, and lights <laughs> come on, and all of a sudden it's a zombie Zombies. machine. Yes, machine. magical waters pour from the spout of the zombie machine shower mm-hmm. heater. Sure. Uh, so yeah, and then the. Oh, you know, that one. They try to set. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the mean girl, the head of the one fraternity, or the head of the sorority. Yeah, wants to look young again, and the only way that can happen is to be zombie. And she she also wants to fuck with the quote unquote nerdy girl uh, uh, by trying to seduce the zombie, I believe. Right. As well, and fuck her over in that regard. Yeah. I do remember that, yeah. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, zombie stuff just happens in the middle that we can just talk about and zombie stuff happens. Yeah, you know <laughs> Ferraris and yes. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, th- did they ever establish at the beginning that that one stoner regular not zombie is her brother? Like, no. I don't remember that. I was like, no. oh, when it first started, it's like, oh, I guess he's gonna get turned into a zombie. No. Yeah. And they're going to date. And then it turns out, oh, that's her, that's her brother. It's like, I don't remember that ever being a thing until now no. when they yeah. said it. Mm-hmm. So there's that. <laughs> so how does this movie And everybody end? lives happily ever, uh, happily ever after. Does except he... for the boyfriend who has to take a shit. And the professor is now a zombie after being uh, flown into the air. So they never right. unzombify them then. Yeah, just her. She is still a zombie. She's yeah. the only one... Yeah, the old professor lady, old Hagwood or whatever Hagfish. her name is. Hagfish. Hagfish. <laughs> is, is still a zombie nice. somehow. And yeah. Um, so and more nudity ensues. Lot, lots of just full frontal nudity. Yeah, that did yeah. surprise me. Like, uh, like boobs and butt is what I usually expect from these types of movies. So I was surprised at the full frontal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was a little caught off guard that there was... I guess a sex scene in this, like the yeah. it, it happens. Oh, baking but, cookies, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just yeah. casually conversing as well, I believe. Yes, uh, you know, because that's how it usually happens in <laughs> in very loving relationships, just casual conversations and doing, you know, your baking or whatever at the same with time an apron. with an apron on, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how it's, that's how it's done. Yep. Well, yeah, because how else is she going to make the cookies, Glenn? <laughs> of course, that's just, you know, your, your logistic problems you're going to run into there. Um, yeah, I, I this movie made me wish that we could have watched like Ghost Shark or something like that. <laughs> oh, Ghost Shark is so much better than this movie. I, I don't even yeah. know what I was expecting. For some reason... The the zombie makeup was so horrible that I was disgusted by what little effort was put into this. Yeah. Like you it mean was eyeliner so, and yeah, then they I, cried over it. That's I, what it was. <laughs> eyeliner and some face paint. Like really yeah. poorly done. Like Adam Lambert after he does a music video yeah. and yeah. his parents say they're ashamed of him. Like I that's, mean, that's what they look like. Sometimes it felt like some of the zombies were in like were breaking the fourth wall a little bit. <laughs> like they weren't behaving like that. Like there's like the really horny, the the really horny guys get yeah. turned into zombies, and they're really horny zombies. Like yeah. that sort of thing. Like I sort of felt like there are moments where it was so horrible that I felt like chuckling, and uh, then somebody would say something, or you know what I mean, it would do something, and it was 
Yeah, it, it was so difficult to, no wonder why I had a tough time following through with this or mm-hmm. so little of it retained because it wasn't even so bad. It was good. It was just, you know, let's just, <laughs> let's film some naked girls and put some people in zombie makeup and have everybody run around for a little bit. And let's just shove that shit out on Blu-ray Yeah, uh, is what kind of what this felt like. It is, yeah. Uh, like there wasn't even the joy that comes from say the Sharknado movies where mm-hmm. it's, 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 uh, clearly, uh, an event of disastrous proportions, but it's, uh, yeah, it's enjoyable somehow. This didn't have any of that. And uh, now that you, now that you mentioned Sharknado, I just have to mention the name of the university, which is Searing University. Oh, oh my I God. thought it was, was Searing College. I thought it was just the newspaper was Searing. Oh, Searing really... College? Yeah. I thought it was like a reference to Ian Searing, but... <laughs> no, no, I mean, it is. I thought it was just okay. the college paper. I didn't know the university oh. was... I just thought it was the paper. Yeah. I don't know. Is it like the Earing, the Zeering Gazette? I, I did. Still. I chuckled at that. <laughs> um, yeah, so, Glenn, I know you and I... Oh, and then the uh, fraternity is zombie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We have... Where's that? We and they, to, uh, the Sucker Brothers, better fucking sue the shit out of them for using their. Oh, get a hold of yourself. Now, oh, Glenn, yeah. now, I, and I have uh, we've talked about this thing that that goes on with the main character here. We've had this issue with uh, uh, Felicity and Arrow mm-hmm. uh, of the. Uh, now, it, it, it's it, yeah. Just so people don't get confused, it's not the hot nerdy girl of which there is. It's, Whatever, that's totally acceptable. I just Glenn and I have always taken issue with the put a put a girl in like the nerdy garb, I guess. Big mm-hmm. big glasses, ponytail, lab coat, whatever. Yeah, sexy librarian with yeah. a lab coat. All of a sudden she's an ugly duckling. She's an unpopular girl. Mm-hmm. Which is ridiculous. If you look at this girl, she is she's amazingly good looking. She's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh no one would buy for a sec which I mean maybe that's part of their joke. Or whatever, but I've just seen that done to death so many times. Aurora, is this something that, <laughs> that bothers you as much as it bothers me and Glenn? Because we can't stand it. I mean, at, I'm not, I'm gonna take this movie out of the argument because I think this movie. Um, You've been making the joke. Yeah, I think of, this movie is making fun of that yeah. character. But yeah, I, I'm every single time I see, and it, it's not only the fact that you see nerdy girls portrayed with these ponytails and glasses and being very awkward, and they always have to fall down with books for some reason, too. Yes, yes, yes. Clumsy. <laughs> They're very clumsy. <laughs> They're clumsy, yeah. And then, um, usually in movies, they have, like, a moment of realization that they can actually look hot. Yeah, by they just, just taking off their glasses. Yeah, and... they just remove the glasses, put the hair down, put a little oh, bit of Oh, like in up. Blended that we were talking about earlier. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it bothers me yeah because you know there's i mean i i was a research scientist for a long time and i knew a lot of hot research scientists you can be hot and smart <laughs> yeah i mean it's and it's not even yeah the hot and smart thing does not bug me in the least plenty of beautiful people are also intelligence beauty doesn't beauty doesn't negate intelligence but uh and i guess it drives me crazy too because like i look at uh you know Felicity on Arrow, and we're supposed to we're supposed to look at her like you know this lovable loser or whatever. And I'm like, but she's gorgeous already in the ponytail and the glasses. Yeah. She looks yeah. hot. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. 
I yeah, I hate that. But they they do it in movies like this for they've been doing it in movies like this for forever. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that's the thing. Like the ugly duckling who realizes she's beautiful if she just stops mm-hmm. looking so damn nerdy all the time. Right. Um, and yeah, this this movie is probably poking fun at it because it's so ridiculously obvious. Yeah. Um, I mean, they have her creating like the perfect Jello shot, which and then she flashes some guys so yes. she can get a boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Then she just flashes guys. Yeah. Uh, um, I I actually laughed with the Jello shots because yeah. who goes to a party with like eight, just eight Jello uh, shots? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, they're gonna be pissed that she didn't make more of these supposed perfect <laughs> Jello yeah. shots. And she just keeps, you know, them in that tray, and she moves around; they don't fall down. <laughs> You're just walking around in the party with just eight Jello shots in a tray. <laughs> I mean, uh, it only works in slow mo if you've ever watched Chappelle show. Sure, like it only works in slow mo for you not to spill your drink. Uh, what, what did you think of uh, what did you think of her performance, uh, Aurora, in this movie? Catherine Annette, I believe, is her name. the The lead actress. Uh, I mean, compared just, compared to everybody else, she was the best in the movie. <laughs> she was in she was in Zero Dark Thirty. Uh, oh, pardon me, hold on. That's Zero Dark Dirty. I stand corrected. <laughs> I'm not making that up. I was gonna be like, what? She was in Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not making that up. She was. Uh, that's a real movie made in 2013. Zero Dark. I'm Dirt. gonna guess she plays Jessica Chastain in that movie. Um, her character is listed here as bikini model. Oh. So yeah. I'm guessing her. Uh, I'm guessing her skills, or at least her skills in the in the eyes of of filmmakers, doesn't go much past that level <laughs> of guess. character. I suppose. Yeah. Um, holy moly. Yeah, I was just looking over this and I'm like, Zero Dark Thirty. Wow, that's pretty incredible. And I read it slower. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow. Um, yeah, she's um, she according to IMDb, she is best known for this movie. Why? What? Well, yeah. <laughs> Where she's not actually a co-ed at all. Explain to me this, Glenn. Well, co-ed is like when you're living with male and yes. like male and female right. in the same building. She lives in a sorority house. Right. I don't know why. I don't know why it isn't sorority girl and the zombie stoner. Like to right. me, that a it's a catchier yeah. title, mm-hmm. and you know, I'd be like, oh, good, this is porn because that's what this was. Right. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's that's the audience they're aiming. Like, I don't think they're aiming for Aurora. They're aiming oh. for one <laughs> and myself with this because a true. You're right, Glenn. A true co-ed is somebody who lives like a in a. And an intertwined building, male and female. Uh, but but if you were thinking of of trying to think of a buzzword that will ping in the the dirty, filthy minds of young mm-hmm. horny men when somebody says the co-ed, right. for some reason that's that that that's the thing that pings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm sure that's why they went with this. Uh, it sounds like something that would truly attract an. Like, I feel like had this come out when I was a teen, I would have totally been wanting to, like, dying to see this, um, probably for the nudity, but I'm sure I'd get a, you know, a kick out of the zombie stoner aspect, but watching this now in my 30s, I, I, I almost felt ashamed for having watched it, <laughs> but I, but I cleared it by saying, well, I'm, I'm doing it for the podcast, so, sure, sure. uh, it's, it's purely research, <laughs> and I don't, I waited until everybody was either in bed or gone. Uh, so this way nobody had to, I, I still don't know. How did your husband react to all this? I'm curious to his he, take on He was laughing the whole time. We were laughing the whole time because it's just so ridiculous. And <laughs> the thing that made us laugh the most is the fact that in this movie, 
people can be dismembered or decapitated and they can just put their <laughs> arms or heads back <laughs> they, uh, without, without problem. So they have Wolverine healing factor. Yes, they do. Okay, right. <laughs> um, yeah, Glenn, what, what did you make of the zombie dick joke that they made in this movie? <laughs> Which like, one? I clear the... Uh, I believe it's the during the five. What was it? The five hundred days of summer, or whatever the fuck it is. Oh when yeah, it falls off. Yeah, it falls off. <laughs> Where um, I, I believe she pulls it off. No, she, that's true. Yes, yes, she pulls it off. <laughs> they're about to get cozy, and uh, it would have been better if he farted. Then I would have laughed. <laughs> at that, joke. that would have been much. That would have been much more hilarious. Uh, instead, they come up with the worst looking. Like I, I couldn't tell if this was a, a poorly painted dildo or if it was just something that somebody had molded in a shop class or something along those lines. It, it was. Uh, it was very, very poor. Uh, a very, very poor prop, Glenn. Wait, yours doesn't look like that. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, yours does. Uh, a doctor. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> see a doctor, even if it hasn't been pulled off or fallen off. Uh, I would still recommend medical attention be sought. <laughs> but holy crap! Yeah, like that happened, and I didn't even, I didn't even smirk. Let alone there was, I, there was no guffaw or a, a hearty laugh or nothing. I didn't even smirk when that happened. Mm-hmm. I'm just like fucking. A. I was worried about him. Yeah, a little bit. I was like, oh, that sucks, man. Like, I hope they don't turn him back into a human later because, boy, that's the worst, right? He would be like Ted Levine wanted to be. Oh, yep, that's right. Um, yeah, this He's is... our new plug. And no no more James Franco, Nicolas Cage plugs. It's all Ted Levine plugs now. Um, yeah, so, Glenn, did you... I, I don't know, Glenn. What did you think of the movie overall? Like, did you were you entertained by it? Did you think it was so bad that it was funny? Uh, how did it play for you? Uh, no, I, I I didn't really enjoy myself at all. I didn't laugh at all. Like, like you said, the makeup bothered me, and they're they're snickering. They were. It kind of reminded me of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode where uh, Xander turns into a hyena. <laughs> that's that's how their zombies acted like snickering and all that kind of stuff like it reminded me of that episode <laughs> where they ate the principal but no it was uh no it was uh, i mean my notes are it looks like they are on the set of a disney channel original movie yeah they, they were that, like they broke in at night yeah. to film this yeah um the boyfriend the the not the boyfriend the guy who turns into a girl i mm-hmm. thought was for a second that was Andy Samberg. <laughs> um, the main character is Discount Amy Acker. Yeah, uh, and then that the Zucker brothers best sue the shit out of these dudes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you take from. I mean, that's like if someone makes you know, don't call me Shirley. Like if that joke is mm-hmm. ever made again, like yeah, don't. It worked once, and I only laugh. When it is said in that movie, I don't laugh when anybody else uses it. I don't laugh when anybody else mm-hmm. does the long line of smacking people. Um, <laughs> it only works in that movie, and yeah. you, you can't use it out outside of that. And that's some of those jokes were done, and I, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I got two pieces of trivia from this movie. Oh, oh God! Yeah. The surprise ending of this film, aka the big reveal was written especially for Diane Chambers as Professor Hagfish by Scott Mullen. And they 
They did not tell her about this until the night, the very last night of filming. Okay. So Glenn is correct. <laughs> they wrote this as it went. And apparently. Uh, n- uh, Nurse Escalando, played by Mindy Robinson in the movie, is actually wearing a red Star Trek dress underneath her lab coat throughout the whole movie. Oh, the, the wardrobe. Oh, so her scene? The wardrobe was too big when she tried it out on set that night, and she happened to have that costume in her car. Oh. So there you go. <laughs> Just happened. Mindy Robinson happened to have a Star Trek uh, red uniform, apparently. Uh just riveting trivia about this film. <laughs> um, I'm looking at the IMDb reviews here. Um, most of these are like below average zombie comedy is the mm-hmm. title for one of these. Uh, here's a review written by Brooke G from London. And her uh, byline is boobs, zombies, boobs, nude girls, and more boobs. Winky, mm-hmm. winky face emoticon. Um these are not all high reviews. Um, ben S. said that he made it 36 minutes into this movie and had to turn it off. <laughs> Yet he still gave it two stars out of ten. I did, yeah. On IMDb. Those 36 minutes were worth two stars. Uh, this says it was written by a reviewer named Chris Mackey, but I'm guessing it was written by Glenn uh, because of the <laughs> byline. Co-ed plus zombie stoners plus hot girls equals softcore porn. <laughs> it really is. Um uh, this guy says that he wishes the co-ed was eaten by the zombie at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, this, oh, now we're starting to soften a little bit. Very lame often, but has some good moments as well. I, I don't want to read his thing, but, uh, to find out what those good moments are. Um, this person says, good movie. I laughed and gave it seven out of 10. Why? Wow. Do they, they also like, uh, Paul Blart? And, uh, and I could, King of I, Queens. I could find out uh, <laughs> if they have written uh, if they have written some other. And Kevin James scenes in Hitch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. Um, she also seemed. This reviewer also seemed to like the 1998 Godzilla movie with Matthew Broderick. Oh so. well, there we go. Oh, I mean, uh, there's redeeming qualities in that movie. Yes, Heather, uh, Heather from the United States. Said, just fun. Nine out of ten. Wow. Hmm. Uh, Arf, Arf Dog, which is, can tell where this is headed already. Watch it, he <laughs> says. Eight out of ten. Um, <laughs> this is very, this is very, very uh, slim. Uh, he said he wanted to give this movie two stars based off of the poster. And IMD, IMDB told him he would probably give it a five out of seven. Um, but he says you need to go into the movie knowing that it's going to be stupid. Yeah. Um, he says this will save you a lot of time thinking you're going to see Citizen Kane. I don't think anybody, <laughs> based off of the title of this film, will ever confuse it for Citizen Kane. Um, he says it's surprisingly well acted and very, very well directed. What? Uh, he said it's so well directed that the action just keeps moving and you never get bored. Plus, there's a real good dose of hot TNA. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Arf Dog. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> there is a, and the final review is from M. Melons. 
who, <laughs> oh, brother. who said it's a zombie treat and gave it the full 10, Glenn. Wow. A full 10 stars. Uh, and this is from somebody who has described himself as a lover of horror movies. Uh, Glenn, you are, you yourself have watched a few horror movies. I don't know if you're a lover of I them. would not describe myself as a lover of horror movies. No. Um, but a full 10 stars, is that a bit much? <laughs> a bit much, yeah. I would probably say it's a bit much. Aurora, not, not only does Aurora... I, I'm, I'm sure you've enjoyed a horror movie or two in your day. Mm-hmm. But you're a lover of bad movies. Yes. And even this was, I believe, I don't want to, no, you know what, I'm not going to speak for you. Uh, <laughs> is, w- would you go so far as to say this was a treat? This film was a treat of a movie? It, no. <laughs> no. I wouldn't say it was a treat, but I will say that I did laugh. Is it is a it good? Like is it is it something like did I make a mistake watching it by myself? Like would it be better to have watched it with another person so you can kind of just yes. make jokes to each other about the movie as it's going on? Yes. yes. If you watch it by yourself, it's awful. If you watch it like with someone else or like with a group of people and just a couple of drinks, yeah. I think it's a fun movie. <laughs> with, about, with about eight perfect jello shots, you will yes. enjoy this movie. <laughs> yes. Well, you can um, say that about anything, though. <laughs> That's true. That's true. The average Netflix rating for this is three. Um, do you guys remember, before you turned it on, what Netflix suggested how you would feel about it? Because everybody knows Netflix uses some algorithms and stuff to kind of show you a star when they show you a star rating they're kind of showing based off of what you've previously watched and what you've rated this mm-hmm. is what we think you would think of this movie does anybody yeah. remember what netflix told them mine had one star okay glenn yeah i th- yeah i don't think it was that low it was almost two i think it was like one and a half or something like that i think mine had half of a star which is kind <laughs> of bullshit because i actually can't rate a movie half a star on netflix <laughs> So if I had to rate it, if I had to rate it, so I, you gave it a five percent. Like, <laughs> like if I rated it a one, would they then go, "Oh, he liked it better than we thought he would"? Yes. <laughs> like, you're not giving me a choice here. I'm gonna have to ang- write an angry email to Netflix and then it's like completely gonna screw up like what it recommends for you to watch because you would if you gave it a one like. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna bring up everything else to the forefront. That's right. I feel like I feel like they're really setting me up there. Um, <laughs> Netflix and I have problems for sure. Like it, that's a that uh, or like when they ask me if I'm still marathoning Mash. Yes, I am. Netflix, please stop <laughs> judging me digitally about what I'm watching. Yes, I'm still watching. I did that to my girlfriend after two episodes of Parks and Rec. That's crazy. It should not be yeah. after two episodes. But... Yeah, don't make me feel bad in less than an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't make me feel I mean, uh Aurora and I were I think we mentioned it. I I think it was you that I was mentioning it too about how uh I once encountered a thing on Netflix where I was binge watching something late at night and they would have a little thing right next to the preview for the next episode that were like, you know, hey, remember to walk your dog or take a shower. And they had little videos that would play to remind you to not get so indulged in watching television. And oh, this isn't like, Warcraft, so I mean, yeah, no, yeah. come on. Now. I know. I don't need a poop in a sock or anything. <laughs> I can pause it. The game doesn't pause. Me. That's right. 
Wait, wait, I don't want to die and just float around as a ghost spirit. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Does Warcraft not pause? Can oh. you not pause Warcraft? I just assumed you could. There's yeah, some. There are some like games not like, be fighting and stuff. There are some games like Destiny does not pause. I believe. Or like Evil Within. Like I can't just stop what I'm doing and go to the bathroom. <laughs> I either have to die and lose everything I've done, or pray that I make it to a save point soon. Yeah, which they're pretty spaced out. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened. It's the good old days of pausing in games. So this should just totally, totally bring bring that all back, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. That's what we're saying in this podcast that has nothing to do with video games. <laughs> um, I think we covered pretty much way more than is coverable. No, there is one thing because Aurora and I talked about it an hour and a half ago, and she said she'd have to save her input for this podcast. Okay. <laughs> about- it's about. It was about nudity because I said, uh, oh, yeah. yes, you know, Anthony and I are pretty much prudes. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, it didn't bother me so much in this movie. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, the exploitation has broken you down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a I'm not a prude like I I enjoy I enjoy <laughs> breasts. <laughs> That's not, I'm, I'm going to put that out there. I know that's a, that's a weak branch for me to climb out on as a man. <laughs> I just I I think I've made it pretty clear in the past though that I just kind of find it useless in movies and yeah, yeah. if it doesn't add to the story then it's it's yeah. really just like sex right. sex scenes like I think that was really brought up though when I can't remember who it was maybe it was Billy Crystal who sort of made some remarks about uh like uh like gay sex scenes or something like that oh yeah and mm-hmm. I was just like look I agree with him but I think the same thing about heterosexual sex scenes and right. pretty much anything like if it's just there to be like holy crap look what we put in the movie look what we got right. away with like yeah what is that the thing really- is the thing is that in this movie I felt that there's o- other horror movies that I've seen that and horror movies use nudity, use nudity all the time like yeah. even if, especially bad horror movies that you always you're always going to see at least a pair of boobs. Yeah. But, um, but in this movie, I felt like um, it wasn't, it was done in a way to make fun of yes. that yeah. type of movie. It like was, when it, I saw, like when I saw it in here, I didn't feel like, well, that was stupid. Like it well, did have a like cabin in the woods. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's there to point out the fact that it's always there. Yes. Right. Right, right. So that's I think that's why it didn't bother me that much because I felt like they were they were making fun of it too. Yeah. So yeah, it it didn't it didn't bother me. Like we we just we yeah. spent we spent maybe five minutes talking about the baking cookie sex scene in this, <laughs> which you know it didn't bother me at all because I I thought it was it wasn't like so goofy that I laughed at it, but I'm like that's right. just so goofy, you know that's why they did it mm-hmm. uh, because it's just so stupid and silly. Um, so yeah. That- Earl's dialogue, man, she oh, has some of the worst. worst. And it's just the way she sounds. It doesn't mm-hmm. even. It's, it's like someone who doesn't know how to swear. Mm-hmm. Like I always say, like swearing is an art form. Mm-hmm. Like some people who use it, like if you're just saying it, it doesn't doesn't sound right. Yeah. Whereas you know, I swear a lot. You know, I, I feel like to this point, I'm I'm pretty good about how to use it, which is sure. either a lot. <laughs> or expertly placed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah when some people just say it, it's like, you know, if my grandma ever was like, you bastard, like, it just wouldn't sound right to me. Like, what the hell are you talking about, grandma? It's just or, some people who never use the language. It does sound weird. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of how, like, the way she was saying things, like, I don't think she actually says that in real life. 
<laughs> like it doesn't sound natural coming out of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of really forced performances in this oh, yeah. movie, clearly. But um, I don't know. You guys help me out here. I have a like a blind spot memory wise. Were there a lot of zombie pun jokes or something in this movie? Uh, uh, or a lot of just pun jokes in general, because I think I have like, uh, I just expect that sort of thing in a movie like this. And I have some sort of like limit blockade where if there's just too many of them, I just forget that they happened. I don't remember like, I love like zombie puns. Cause I really feel like there was a lot of really bad pun jokes in this movie for some reason. And I can't think of any off the top of my head, but, uh, maybe it was just that bad in general. Like I'm just trying to reach for yeah. something, anything, but. Yeah, I, uh, I I wrote in my notes that I think <laughs> I can't believe this, you guys took notes on this movie. I I did, but <laughs> but just because I there was some things that I didn't want to forget, but um, I wrote halfway through the movie. I think that the person that wrote this movie is confusing vampires with zombies. <laughs> oh, maybe because zombies are not supposed to drive or eat no. pizza or. <laughs> No, or or be attracted sexually to anybody, really. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think they really kind of confused. Uh, these are very lustful zombies. <laughs> yes. And the makeup, I mean, they look very pale, and I don't know. It, oh, my God, it, I didn't even really think about it. But if you look at the cover, it does kind of look more like a vampire. Right? Than yeah. a zombie. <laughs> I guess I didn't even think about it just because, you know, they made some, I mean, they have a zombie machine, Aurora, so I just assumed. <laughs> yeah, not a vampire machine. Yeah, that would be stupid. Uh, they gotta, they gotta keep this film grounded. We're... That's not how science works. Okay? Yeah, that's, that's right. true. Yeah, you can reanimate the dead, but yes. you can't make a, zombie, make... a vampire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's just yeah. That's that's fairy tale stuff. So, and yeah. uh, clearly, the guys who made Sharknado do not deal. <laughs> uh, we we live in a dark night world, you guys. Yeah. Where things yeah. got to be realistic here. So. Yeah. Can I just say what was my favorite kill? Oh, absolutely. Um, do you guys remember when they were in the library and this mm. zombie girl stabs a guy in the head with a flash drive? Yes. yes. That was my favorite kill. <laughs> with a flash drive. I just wish this information go right to my head. <laughs> there it goes. How, how And how far would you have to drive a flash drive into somebody's head to kill right. them? Because yeah. those are like those little dudes just have little nups on them. Like they're... Yeah. You've got to really be forceful to kill somebody with a flash drive. Or just hit them in the right spot. I suppose, yeah, yeah. If you if you catch them at the right angle, in the right spot, with the right momentum. If there's anything yeah. we've learned from the flash, Glenn, it's that <laughs> if you hit somebody at the right speed, momentum, and angle, uh, you can cause some serious damage for sure. Yeah, that someone better not be a gorilla. Yeah, yeah. Then you'd have to just trick him into jumping in front of a train. <laughs> Maybe that's how they should have stopped the zombies in this movie. Just tricked them in, into jumping in front of a train. Uh, no, I think the only puns that were made, were, I, I feel like, happened in that library. Like, there was yeah, about... Yeah. Oh, that's when they just started hitting you. Mm-hmm. The, um, Glenn Miller is the guy who directed this movie, uh, in case people are interested. And uh, he's got... Uh, a couple that is of... not my uh, writing credit name that I go by either. <laughs> it is not? <laughs> no. Um, he's got uh, a couple of interesting credits to his title. Because I normally this sort of thing does not really stand out to me. And by the way, when I Googled Glenn Miller, uh, Google had to let me know that this is not the musician 
uh, <laughs> who died in the 1940s. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was not Glenn Miller or his orchestra. Um, this was the uh, the IMDb director guy. Uh, but according to that, um, aside from this movie, which he has directing credit for, uh, he also has, I believe, a directing credit for The Bell Witch Haunting, which supposedly is also on Netflix. So hopefully that will come up sometime soon. But he also directed Santa Claus, which uh, is also (laughs) on Netflix. When a gift sack full of kittens gives Santa a bad allergic reaction, the kitties have to take over and deliver uh, all the presents on Christmas. This is, (laughs) according, according to this, this is the same man who directed the co-ed and the zombie stoner. <laughs> also directed a movie about kittens taking over for Santa Claus on Christmas. Makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't <laughs> believe that. That blows my mind. Uh, okay. Um, oh, he also... Um, Apparently, he worked on the second Sharknado movie as well. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know how many of these Sharknado guys uh, are responsible for this. But uh, he is also in post-production on a movie called Dude Bro Party Massacre 3. <laughs> in case you guys want to check that out. That title is excessive. Dude, yeah. Dude Bro Party <laughs> Massacre 3? Yeah, there's no colon. The uh, The best part, Glenn, is the poster of which it is a guy in a in a wife beater with uh which uh it looks like maybe he's in a fraternity or something because it's got greek letters on it uh who is fully jacked up flexing his muscles but his head is exploded and there is blood everywhere oh yeah uh so (laughs) i can't believe this is a uh this is like a whole little cottage industry of these yeah. shitty fucking movies, isn't that? <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. uh, it's unbelievable. Hopefully, we'll get a good movie the next time, or a television show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Glenn and I still kicking ourselves over passing up on Breaking Bad when that came up one week. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, Glenn, I think that was our downfall, because I don't know if there's anything been... Well, I guess Snowpiercer. We got Snowpiercer, but we, we've had one good movie this whole run. Uh, so if we get something decent, I'm not passing up. I don't care what it is. Yeah, if I've seen it, I'll just hold my mouth shut. Yeah, yeah, we'll 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 revisit it as well. We'll <laughs> uh, for the sake of providing quality talking, my God, everybody, we've talked for 44 minutes about this fucking movie. <laughs> Let's wrap this podcast up. Uh, um, well, if people are interested, the Coed and the Zombie Stoner is still available on the Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to go search it out, which I had to do, I couldn't find it in any of the things that were recommending movies to me. Uh, I had to go find it, um, which I'm sure makes me look sadder in the eyes of Netflix employees who were grazing through their <laughs> their metadata and shit. Like somebody actually went looking for that movie on purpose. <laughs> what a loser! And he gave it one star, which is more than we thought he was going to like it. <sighs> That's entrapment, Netflix. Uh, <laughs> all right. So for Glenn Beauvais and Aurora Bubaloo, I'm Anthony Lewis. We'll be back next week with a hopefully better movie from Parts Unknown. For more content like Who Made Who, Level Your Gear, the Gotham Podcast, Flashing Arrow Podcast, and the new Horribly Flawed and Incredibly Decisive Podcast, visit cinemageekly.com slash premium. 
and part with just $12. That's 12 bucks for a year's worth of awesome content. What else could you buy for $12 that will last all year and give you hours of geeky entertainment? 